I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms, but in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM, and it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content, and we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. I'll tell you a tale of the bottomless blue when it's hay to the starboard heave-ho. Look out, a lad, a mermaid be waiting for you in mysterious fathoms below. Fathoms below, below, where once wayward westerlies blow, where Triton is king and his merpeople sing in mysterious fathoms below. It's Saturday, April 10th, 2021, and as we all know, that means it's National Submarine Day! Thank you for taking time away from your undersea party to listen to our little show, because this is Saturday Matinee. Those lyrics come from Howard Ashman from Disney's Little Mermaid, of course. And to navigate these rough seas, I've enlisted two hearty men of the sea. The keen-eyed men at the mast, Ray. How, uh, uh, ahoy? Is that it? I don't know. I give up. <laughs> okay, well, you're, you're knee-hauled. 
whatever that word is. We'll keel haul you later. Keel haul. That's it. <laughs> and that siren of the sea, the handsomest man in podcasting, Tommy. Uh, that's me, and I'm so glad. I was afraid for a second that you hit your head and you thought this was your sea shanty podcast. So I'm oh, glad yeah. that we're I'm, back. I'm recording that right after. I'm just warming up here. Got you it. Know? Okay. Yeah. This is my pre-show. Uh, yes, and I am Kyle. I'm from the Marvel Movie Minute and several other podcasts I will be hosting today. So, welcome. So, first question I have for you, gentlemen, is what have you been watching? I have been on a nostalgic trip, and then Ooh. I saw a real new one that's just up for Oscars. Number one, I rewatched Field of Dreams. Oh, very nice. Still outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding, and I cried two different times. <laughs> and, none of, and none of it has anything to do with having a catch. I still don't like having a catch. I think it should be yeah. playing catch, and I think you stand in line, not online, hot catch. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> but I cry from happiness when, like, he, uh. after dropping off um, Edward James almost, and he makes that U turn, and he goes, Marvin Graham, or whatever it is, Moonlight Graham. And he's like, you saw it. I knew you saw it. And I was like, he totally did see it. Like, I just love it so much. And then the other one was Broadcast News. Oh, which is, I was just thinking about Broadcast is News the one other of day. The, has been in my top five for a long time, then fell to top ten because I haven't watched it in a long time. You can't get it on DVD anymore. And then I was like, oh, right, like things, like digital things. And you can get it right now through Apple TV for, you can buy it for $3. And I bought it and it is that outstanding. Is a it is so good, so timely, and so many of the lines just yeah. hold up. I mean, it's just really, 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 really good. I, one of my good. favorite lines from that movie is actually, uh, it must be must be great being the smartest person in the room. No, it's no. terrible. No, it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. It is for sale. Yeah. Right after the show, the, I'm going to oh, buy it, too, so because good. it's so my good. My favorite line, one of them, because it reminds me of something I used to say to a very close female friend of mine, which is, I think you're the devil. You know I'm not, because if I was the devil, you'd be the only person that I'd tell. Great, <laughs> great line. Albert Brooks is so perfect in it. Everyone, like across yeah. the board, everyone is just absolute perfection. And every warning it's sending, everything it's talking about, the news and how it's being treated and how it's degraded is it's as relevant today as it was back then. So, yeah, I know that's not a fun thing. Like, we're supposed to talk no. about new timely stuff. Also, like, no. I've been watching like tons of TikToks. Anyways, Ray. <laughs> Yeah, Ray, what have you been watching? In all honesty, not too much. Um, uh, just Frasier. I'm almost done oh, binge okay. watching Frasier. Um, I have like four episodes left. How many seasons was it on? It was like a, a eleven day, right? Eleven. Oh, wow. My God. Wow. And they and still those, have those stories to tell. Old school, like twenty two eps, probably twenty two minute episodes. Yep. That's sweet. Wait a minute. Let me do the math. That was that's three thousand episodes. I was a humanity major. <laughs> I, wait, I don't think. Wait, check your figures on that. Um, I, I've been in a uh, taste recalibration phase uh, oh. because I realized I've been watching a lot of really good stuff lately, and that sort of has skewed me. So I decided to watch a bunch of really bad stuff. To uh, did you watch the Snyder Cut? I did watch the Snyder Cut, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, there was there's been a whole series of movies that have come out in the last couple of years that I have totally skipped uh, because they had gotten terrible, terrible reviews, and so I decided sure. to subject myself. So I created my own little film festival of female assassin movies. Uh, a ton of them had come out in the last couple of years, and I have missed all of them, and so I decided, all right, I'm just going to watch them all back to back, and it is an endurance test. Uh, I'm a big Atomic Blonde fan, at least I'm the, a big Atomic the, Blonde. The, the staircase scene is These are the sort of the post-Atomic Blonde ones. Like, after Atomic Blonde, people are like, oh, we want those too. So, so far I've watched like Ava. 
I've watched oh. Peppermint. Oh, Peppermint. Uh, that was what? Garner? Jennifer Garner? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, next is Rhythm Section. Uh, and then, oh, right, yeah. Yes. And then Anna. Um, and then starring Anna uh, Devay, the director of The Color Purple. No, that's not. <laughs> no, not this one. And I can't remember what the the fifth one is. But yeah, those those are what I've been watching so far. And it's I'm I'm finding they are extremely well acted by the lead actresses and extremely poorly plotted. Oh. Uh, but they still have some pretty good action scenes. Rhythm so. section was supposed to be a really like it was talked about as being like a real big heavy hitter and a yeah. turning point for Blake Lively. I haven't gotten there yet, so that's next on my list. Oh. So maybe that'll be the one that I'll be like, oh, finally I found one that's like smoking good. I haven't seen it, but spoiler alert, that talk just stopped at some point, okay. and then it went pretty <laughs> much direct to video. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I say I'm not like I said, I'm not keeping high expectations for any of these but i've been sort of uh, thinking about that that as a genre and how poorly cool. it's shown in there so i've been yeah, uh, sure yeah. which is the one the... where jo- scarlett johansson turns into a thumb drive <laughs> yeah lucy lucy <laughs> yeah I don't oh, man, that, that movie one. is bonkers and yeah. a half man yeah sometimes luck basson is just like on a whole different frequency. Like yeah, when he decided he wanted to be David Lynch, it was like, <laughs> no, I think there's a lane that you created. I think you should probably stay in there. In all fairness, I thought the beginning of that movie was okay. It was just, I agree. Once, it just, yeah. it just goes completely in directions you wouldn't expect. And by the end you go, okay, <laughs> she's a, she's a monkey computer now. Okay, fine. <laughs> sure. Great. That's what they used to call me in school. You know? <laughs> Monkey computer? Oh, that's adorable. It's in my yearbook, Ray, a.k.a. Monkey Computer. Most likely to be a monkey computer. (laughs) (laughs) So another question I had as I was sort of thinking about uh, sitting here with you guys, um, we're sort of at kind of an anniversary-ish of of sort of the lockdown and and the year that we've all been living with Mm. with, um, having to change everything. I was curious, how has your watching, viewing changed over the last year? Like, can you remember what things were like before COVID? And like, I was just thinking if you were, like, for me... So what came to mind is I used to watch all of the CW superhero shows, so like Arrow and Flash, and I watched all the episodes of all of them. And then COVID hit, and we went to quarantine, and I just stopped. And I haven't watched any of them in a year. And I, I don't really think, like, I'm over those. I'm past them. I just stopped, and I have no had no inclination to go back. It was sort of odd when I looked back at it. So I was curious if you had anything similar of like how your your viewing habits and change or what what you liked more, what you haven't liked more. Are you binging more? Are you binging less? Are you pickier? Are you less picky? The only thing I can say is that it definitely gave me more time to watch things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've definitely been branched. I def- in the last year have branched out a lot more than I anticipated I mm. would. And it's really interesting actually to see a breakdown of it in my letterbox stats, mm. which you can get as, you know, a pro or a patron. I'm not saying that as an ad. I'm just, Oh, the ad that, will come later. It, it's that's FYI. So please talk up the virtues of the letterbox, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so I'm a patron. So I, you have all the stats from every movie you log the entire year. And it's just crazy to see last year. I watched almost, I averaged almost two movies per day. Nice. Wow. Why are you on this podcast? You could have your own <laughs> podcast. He does have but, his own podcast. That's true. Good point. But another one. I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Tommy? I Well, I was about to say that you stopping watching superhero stuff felt, 
I don't know if this is the right word, not intuitive. Like that doesn't seem mm, like yeah. one-to-one. It seems like you'd be looking for more of an escape or right. human-looking things towering over all stuff. But I, my situation is also not very intuitive in that, and this is this is well-timed with my <laughs> broadcast news uh, mm-hmm. field of dreams monologue, is that the majority, if I had to catalog it, the majority of the time, I went back to stuff that I've already watched. There was something about control something it's comfort food and i'm not mm-hmm. watching crap i my movie collection is great i love it it's literally on dvd because i'm forty nine thousand years old but <laughs> um but like i just found i think that was a way of sort of keeping my hands on things and then the only other thing was when this was starting it's the only time that i can remember in my life when i had to stop for a bit watching horror movies Oh, movies are my okay. favorite thing. And well, one of these is speaking of one to one. I know I've told the story before, so I'll tell it very shortly. I was watching one of my favorite horror movies. And this is like around maybe late March, April. I was getting very uncomfortable. I'm just like, do I not feel well? Or I'm just like, Ugh, I'm not really enjoying this. I was watching the, the movie <laughs> Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> and then another Too time close. I caught Too myself close. and I was watching the movie. Uh, it's called Quarantine. It's the English version of Rec, R-E-C. Oh, yeah. Um, where everyone is trapped in an apartment building. I live in an apartment building and no one can leave. I can't leave. And everyone's getting sick outside. Like, it was crazy. So I just had to, like, I usually am pretty Teflon about what I watch and not having it uh, impact me negatively. And I really had to take care of myself in a way that I haven't had to, which makes me think that I'm growing as an adult. Oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you need to find horror movies that are set in wide open spaces. So, you know, exactly. happy films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and exactly. The Hills Have Eyes, oh, you know, all that big, wheat. wide open, <laughs> high tension, you know, yeah. these big, wide open areas. Yeah. Just the last house on the left. Casually running through the fields. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, I th- th- thank you for indulging me. That was just something that had been uh, on my mind. So, all right. So let's, uh, I, there's nothing really in the news that I found really that exciting. Uh, is there anything? <gasps> I uh, will say from the gasp, then uh, oh my please, if you have something that that was really thrilling to you, Ray please just fell back on his fainting couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was just practicing my gasping at that particular moment. Oh, OK. Just a, no, no. Just a bad timing. <laughs> Comcast is considering making all of their universal films only available to stream through Peacock. Peacock? Are we really thinking the Peacock is going to stick around? <laughs> well, they no. they they own Universal Comcast owns yes. Peacock and Universal NBC Pictures. Universal, so. sure, but I'm just surprised of like Peacock. I, every time someone says Peacock, I'm like, did you mean to say <laughs> The Office? <laughs> like, like, is anyone going to Peacock for other things? I don't know. At, at the moment, I don't know anything else that's on there that has really been that. I think it's interesting that that news comes on the same on the heels of Sony's announcement that all their new releases are going to Netflix first. So Sony is the only one of these mega corporations who went, we're not making our own streaming service. Like, you guys know what you're doing. Just write us a check and and we'll put them up on there. So they're using HBO Max in the same way. I mean, they're using Netflix in the same way that Warner Bros. is using HBO Max. Like, you already have the platform. You already have the people. Like, you get our new release movies for a certain period of time. And And then then they they leave. Paramount Plus. So it's just, it's going to be this huge split. Yes. The thing that I was like, it'll never work. It'll work. Yeah. <laughs> and who is that terrible for? Us. Yeah. Well, exactly. Another channel, another place, another exclusivity. I mean, thank goodness there are great apps out there 
like let me see i'm trying to give them a plug because it's so great just watch if you don't have just oh, watch right, yes. download it because it's so great because when you want to watch a movie you just put it in there and it tells you what streaming services it's on oh is that but i use something called decider and it's not that oh, great okay. is just watch better just watch is pretty good yeah and okay. they keep it up to date oh so like that's you know, great. I, that's if you're helpful. looking for stuff and they also if you can't stream it they will tell you where you can buy it and who has it cheapest oh dynamite and just watch. If you use something like movies anywhere, then you can buy it one place and it'll show up in multiple places. Yeah. So it's it's super helpful. You know, another great thing is on Letterboxd, and I swear I'm not meaning oh this as an, as an ad. <laughs> when, is, when, is, when is your wedding, is so wedding is Letterboxd coming up? <laughs> Do you want me to officiate? Tommy, we've been married for six months. Where have you been? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm mad at has been wedding. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> Did you no, did but, you hide the ring in your beard? <laughs> yeah, I did. I tied it. It was actually braided. It was like Gimli <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. And it was at the very okay, that's enough. <laughs> no, but the the cool thing is Letterboxd actually uses just watch to track their movies oh, and stuff. Okay. And what's really cool is if you have a Letterboxd profile and you add movies you want to watch to your watch list, you will get notified when movies become available on a service that you subscribe to. Oh, this is all so much better than Decider or whatever I said that I'm using. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. That's great. Stay I just tuned to the end of the episode and we'll have a special code for you to get into <laughs> <laughs> A little tease there. Yeah. But speaking of little teases, uh, Ray, your first trailer is for a sequel that we didn't think was ever coming out. Right. Uh, come on and slam and welcome to the jam. Tell us about Space Jam, colon, well, a new legacy. Well, thanks a lot, because now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head for like the next <laughs> week. No, so finally, for some reason, uh, Warner Brothers decided <laughs> that they are going to make a sequel to a movie that was obviously just a big cash cow as far as product <laughs> placement and all this other stuff. Uh, McDonald's, Nike, Wheaties, you name it. But you know, we need more product placement in 2021. <laughs> so LeBron James steps up to the pl- I'm sorry, wrong sport. Steps up to the 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 line the foul line. Uh, sure, yeah. and <laughs> you're yeah, actually the wrong man. group, <laughs> right? I, but what's interesting though is it actually looks like there there might be a decent story here. At least it mm. it has the 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 skeleton of a good idea for a story because it looks like lebron and his son are struggling with his son being in his shadow basically and not wanting to have to follow in his father's footsteps and somehow he gets kidnapped by aliens it looks like and uh in another dimension within the warner brothers multiverse Mm -hmm. and I believe it's they the serververse now. The serververse. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay, yeah. there it is. Because everybody and their mother was there. What in the Matrix hell? Welcome to the space. Welcome, King James. I am the king of this domain. This is the serververse. What'd you do to my son? Where's Dom? The only way you're getting your son back is if you and I play a little basketball. Pete, send this clown to the rejects. Wait. What is this? 
from a cartoon? Meep. What's up, Doc? Come on and ride, baby, What does a new Space Jam need? What did what was lacking in the first one? That was like Pennywise. That's what they need. <laughs> And That's, sure enough, there he is. Wait, Pennywise was in the trailer? Pennywise is in the and trailer. I was so thinking, we're... and I'm sure I'm so late in saying this, but I just watched the trailer today. It looks like Ready Player LeBron. Like yes. It just looks like yeah. Ready Player One, and they You're were like, do that, right. do that right. this time. Which yeah, is but just our characters. much more interesting than, oh, I never saw the original Space Jam. I know, uh, right? Dude. Um, no, that's not when my parents eight. were religious. Wait, what? But... <laughs> Tommy, we're of a similar age, though. You yep. remember the hype train around Space Jam. Kind of. I really missed it for some reason. Like, I knew really? it existed. Okay. And I know there was, and it was Michael Jordan playing, he was real, and then there was, like, Bugs Bunny, and they were playing. Yeah. Well, even if you didn't see the movie, I just remember, like, it oh, was I everywhere. I definitely knew about it. It was a cultural phenomenon that yes. I just, I only knew what I just said for some reason. Right. Probably because I didn't care about cartoons, and I didn't care about basketball. So I was like, <laughs> literally, why not call it Making Fun of Tom? Like, why would I want to see this movie? <laughs> like, it's a montage of times I've tripped in public. Like, why would I want to see that? <laughs> so, no, I totally missed it. But this looks, I mean, I like, I love pop culture stuff and Ready Player One gets better a little bit every time I watch it. So it's fun. So if you're interested in seeing this movie, it comes out in the U.S. on July 16th. And I do believe this is going to be a theatrical release. I believe it's both. So okay. you, can, you can see it on streaming on HBO oh, Max or HBO if you have Max, a subscription, right. or you can see it in theaters if it is safe to go there in your area. So. Right. Oh, real quick. Did you notice... The Droogs from Clockwork Orange are also in there. <laughs> oh, I got to rewatch that trailer. I missed a lot. Especially in the crowd. Like when they show the, like they're standing there That's in the, the crowd scene and they pause it and you can see there's all these Warner Brothers characters from all their different IPs, wow. I guess. I hate these. Bleh, hate these then. Yeah. But yeah, but it's in there. Yeah. Good uh, and I, my, my, uh, my daughter is, when I watched it, was incensed the fact that she. They buried the lead on what she thinks her favorite joke is. And I'm going to wait until Tommy stops drinking because I don't want to have him do a spit take right into his microphone. Oh, no. Because Don Cheadle is in this movie and he's mm -hmm. playing Al Garitham. Oh, <laughs> Did I write this movie? <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> keeping on the, the, the juvenile bent that we've taken, uh, my trailer is called Street Gang, How We Got to Sesame Street. It is a documentary about the creation of Sesame Street. This was an experiment. Tag! You're it! No one had ever seen anything like it. I wanted to capture the family aura. Hi, Bert! But I don't think any of us sat there thinking, oh my God, we're changing the world. Joan had a brilliantly simple notion. Children were watching a tremendous amount of television. So why not see if it could educate them? It was actually based on a book by Michael Davis, which is a very, very good book. I have read it. Uh, I highly recommend it if you're interested. Uh, it's I, I kind of like this the story because there's no backstage machinations there's no clashing egos it's just like what if we made something really nice and helpful and everybody went yeah we should do that and it, it's like not everything is you know 
smooth and easy on the way. And like they talk a lot about how they were pushing the envelope and a lot of things where a lot of uh, the more conservative elements were trying to stop them. Uh, but just to see all this great behind the scenes stuff of watching Jim Henson and Frank Oz playing in Bernard Ernie. I mean, like they really never put out a lot of behind the scenes stuff for Sesame Street kind of because of the target audience. Like they didn't want kids thinking about the fact that there were men running around underneath all their favorite characters or inside them in that case. Uh, but I'm very interested to see how they're going to put together this, this, this story. So what do you guys think of the trailer? I thought that this is phenomenal. I love Sesame Street. I love everything Henson. Uh, and it was just such a, this reminds me of the Mr. Rogers documentary that yeah. came out a couple of years ago, yeah. which was phenomenal yeah. and a half. You talk about crying in a movie, Jeez, right? That movie just destroyed me in a, in never, a good way. Right. So, and then this looks like the same thing. So, uh, I am, I can't wait to see this. I also, to uh, piggyback on what Ray's saying, why it reminded me of the uh, Mr. Rogers is because it's of an age where we have enough actual footage where mm -hmm. they don't have to do those, like, um, animated reenactments of scenes. Oh, yeah. Like, there's definitely yeah. a place for that in documentary film. Like, the kid yeah. stays in the picture when they make, you know, like, they do, they take a picture, they make it 3D, yeah. all they that stuff. Yeah, the Ken Burns effect where they're, exactly. like, slowly right, panning. exactly. And there's yeah. always just, like, my brother against brother. Uh -huh. But then um, it's <laughs> so refreshing Abigail. to just see a trailer that has something to do with it. it's nostalgic, but not so nostalgic that we have to make it interesting, that it's, like, it looks like they probably have a treasure trove of footage, which is great. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to say is I didn't realize when I saw the name of it in the coda <laughs> that it was a um, documentary. So when I started Ooh. the trailer and it said PG or PG-13, partly for smoking, I was like, what <laughs> has happened to Sesame Street? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they were just letting it all hang out. Elmo is vaping now? Yeah, What's going then, on? Yeah, exactly. And then there was like a bunch of people in beards. And I was like, got it. <laughs> okay, it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was more growing up. I was an electric company kid. Oh, yeah, me too. And so I think those, oof, that documentary is going to be like a behind the puppets, a behind <laughs> right. the music of puppets. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. When they get to the three to one contact documentary, right. <laughs> then yeah. I'm there. Hey, I have a question. Oh. When did Chicken Soup for the Soul get a production studio? Oh, wow. Well, I, I guess they, they made a lot of money in the 90s selling those books. Yeah, I guess so if you just I guess save this all is what they're going to spend it on. Yeah, right. It's like you know, it's like Leno and the Tonight Show. They just held on to that money, waiting right. for the right opportunity, and now it's all that just logo like was toilet book residuals. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Every grandma in the country. Yeah. It's like owning stock in Werther's Originals. Like you're going to make it. You're going to make bank. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, Tommy, man. your trailer was a movie I had didn't even know existed, Me and either. I was so excited to see it. So, oh, tell us about yours. Yeah, and I also like the hard right turn that mine takes. Yours has puppets, yeah. and, uh -huh. the, and the other one had like LeBron giving a high five to Porky Pig, and mine has people <laughs> starting a fire to kill a child. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the opposite. Uh, this is a film I did not was not on my radar at all, but it stars Angelina Jolie, the amazing Nicholas Holt, and other people. And it's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. 
and it seems to be uh, Angelina Jolie plays a Firewatch captain with a haunted by her past that ends up finding a little boy running through the woods who is being hunted by a seemingly like 18 people, uh-huh. two, two of them from Game of Thrones, and they all yeah. have um, uh, guns. And I don't know much about it past that, but it looks like a great sort of straight ahead action movie with heart, but it looks really practical and it looks really good. And I was excited for it. I read the wind wrong. I should have gone to them. Then you've been dead too. That's our job. I'm not gonna hurt you. I want to see where the blood's coming from. It's not my blood. You in trouble? Anyone else in trouble? My dad said if anything happened, I should find someone I can trust. Are you someone I can trust? It's an action movie with heart, but it's not based on IP. And mm-hmm. is not based on, you know, it's just like the movies that we used to make. And it seems like the kind of movie that it would take now Angelina Jolie signing on to be able to make it. And so yeah. I'm all for it. I like it. Yeah. Little fingers up to his old tricks again. Oh, yeah. Little fingers there. And yeah, they just look at him and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, you can tell I thought, was, just... I thought it, was, it was really, really cool. And I also like the fact that it's not trying to be like salt or taken or anything. It's not like Angelina is not. She so seems like, oh, grounded. She's a former special ops. No. Yeah. who's now retired it, yeah. no it's like she like most of the time it looks like she spends running away from them like right. i like the fact that it's about surviving it's not about her hunting them down like first blood or something no right. it's like, like no she, it's just we're just gonna keep running we're just gonna run as far as we can information to like help him through a fire yeah because she knows what that's like and i like taylor sheridan i know that the sakara movies have some pretty messed up um politics depending on how you watch <laughs> them but i really still think the sakara movies are really cool and i oh, loved Hiller that High was Water. on my list too that's actually yeah. on my list too because emily blunt apparently has a big action scene in the first sakara movie which i've never seen so i have she that does. on my yeah. list too oh i really like them um and so yeah i like t- uh taylor sheridan i like everything about this movie and because ray did it i remembered <laughs> to do it it comes out on may 14th 2021 <laughs> somewhere darn it i didn't do <laughs> all the work it's, that's okay it's it's on both so it's the same thing like that you can either watch it uh streaming on hbo max oh, or right. you can go to theaters if if you it is safe to do so in your area right. and you are able to uh, so yeah it looks really cool what do you think ray honestly i was pretty confused when i watched the trailer <laughs> yeah but i have the attention span of a fly so you know and, and we know, and we know you're feeling about fire fire and trees you hate tra- when you watch the trailer were you constantly like patting your beard in case it was <laughs> catching no <laughs> like are you just sort of worried about tinder or <laughs> no i was uh, never mind it's right okay. on tinder Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, well, great, Ray. Then your trailer just sucked, too. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm very excited about it, and I will sure be watching. I'll be watching all three of these films. So. All right. Nice job, gentlemen. Uh, okay, so uh, let's let's uh, let's play a little game then. Uh, so, with the world getting healthier, that means people can actually go on vacations again in the near future, and that means 
cruise season can begin. But I need some help planning my own aquatic vacation because in honor of National Submarine Day, I want to take my trip <laughs> under not. the ocean. Uh, oh. That's right. It's time uh -oh. for the Sub Club Elimination Challenge. Another bracket? You're bracket yes. crazy. I know. <laughs> so so I you're going like to like this one, Tommy, because okay. I've chosen eight submarine movies. <gasps> I love submarine movies. Is, there a, court, is there a courtroom inside of one of the submarine movies? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I'm still waiting for subcourt. You yeah. really need to work on that. <laughs> this whole ocean's out of order. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my God! There's the poster already. Yeah, the judge and the thing. I'll allow you. Watch yourself, cop. Like I've got all of these great <laughs> submarine things. Okay, uh, so gentlemen, your job is to come up with which one would provide the most memorable vacation. So I want to tell the story for the rest of my days. I want people to invite me out to eat just to recant the tale. So, so memorable doesn't necessarily mean Ray. Can we? Doesn't, yeah, agree, doesn't mean like, best super movie. positive. Right. It doesn't mean but it also like, doesn't have to be. It's the best. It's the story that you will dine out on. Yes. Got it. Like, for so, instance, the guy that was in 27 hours, I bet he gets invited <laughs> to talk right? about that a lot. And that weekend sucked. He's probably weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly how long he was out there. It's in the title. How long was he out there? <laughs> it, wasn't called, travel time? it wasn't called like, 27 or so hours. <laughs> 27 hours, depending on traffic. <laughs> Okay, so we got uh, we got eight things. So okay, I like this. Let's this see. Okay, so let's okay. start. So our first matchup is U five seventy one splashes versus K nineteen the Widowmaker. Oh, ooh, those are. Well, let's see the Widowmaker. Oh my God! Was such it has a some wonderful Russian accents in there. A death cruise, and you yeah. remember my story about the Widowmaker. Mm -hmm. That I've told. Have I already told it on this podcast? Okay. I believe so. But I don't. I, Ray, do you know? Mm, I'm not sure. Say, so can you do a condensed? I can do an extremely condensed one. It was okay. that because uh, I always get annoyed by over looping and over ADR when people like don't understand things. And so there's this yeah. one really long scene when all they're all like running around and stuff, and then someone passes a box to someone else, and then in the background, someone goes toolbox. Not, I mean, who, who are they talking to? It's just someone, someone, someone in the trust audience said, yeah, but what was in that case? And so they had to say just toolbox. And it makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> so you got Matthew, is it Matthew McConaughey, right? Yep. Is Matthew McConaughey. Right? And then uh, Harrison Ford is K-19. That's uh, Catherine Bigelow's movie. So let's see. In one, Have they you seen recover... either of these, Ray? Oh, yeah. I should probably start there. Guess what? No. No, oh, okay. no, Ray. Well, okay. so, Ray, can this I... This is pretty much a Tommy game. Ray's just there to, like, but cheer let me, you on, I let think. Let me just... Get, let me break it down real quick, Ray, and then I would want your feeling about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. In, that in, sounds great. In K-19, it's a Russian uh, military submarine that suffers a horrible, let's say, radiation leak. And they have okay. to start sending... Everyone's going to die, so they have to start, like, sending different crew members down to take shifts in Chernobyl Town. And then U-571 is a fake account of America recovering a German Enigma machine in pure American being like, yeah, okay, we did that now. We did not. Yeah. The British did <laughs> it, is, it is called history. <laughs> but um, Turing, look them up. But either way, that, that we found an Enigma machine. Is that right? Am I getting this right, Kyle? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we brought it up and then there's like a stowaway and stuff like that. Based on that. So a radioactive nightmare (laughs) and a we recovered the Rosetta Stone that helps us win a war. It's it's tough for me. I'd like to leave it up to Ray because I would have trouble making that decision. I'm inclined to say K-19. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you go on a cruise, do you ask to be called the Widowmaker? <laughs> well, no, but I, I make sure that the plutonium is packed sloppily. Oh, just to, just for fun, <laughs> you know, just to keep things spicy. You know, yeah, they're like boring. Captain Bubble Wrap. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> just let let the airtight door open just a crack. Sure, so it doesn't get all musty. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm fine with okay. that. Okay, with K-19 moves on. Okay. All right, our next matchup is uh, the German classic Das Boot versus the immortal classic 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. Ray, have you seen 20,000 Leagues? So I haven't seen either of these, but I'm very familiar with them both. Okay. Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lad. I have uh, drink out me hearties, yo ho. I'm just like saying <laughs> other vaguely water based things. I have seen Das Boot. I've um, embarrassingly never seen Twenty Thousand Leagues. Is the big oh. bad a really big octopus? Yes, yeah, squid. But yes. squid. Okay, squid. Yeah. Um. Well, you. It, it does have Kirk Douglas singing, which he did not do very often in Ooh, his films. That's interesting. That's extra points. The thing about Das Boot, I wonder, is they finally get home and then it sinks. <laughs> the end of Das Boot, they're like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We made it. And then America's like, shut up or whoever it is that sinks. And they sink it like in the harbor. Like it's kind of heartbreaking. So I wonder if you were like on a carnival cruise line. Well, I don't believe uh, Captain Nemo or the Nautilus ends up uh, coming home in 20,000 Leagues. Either, oh, does it so. not? See, I no. haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. So um, yeah, the, the, our, our heroes escape, whatever, but uh, not, uh, Nemo goes down with the ship. Mm. And we're picking these based on which would be the better vacation, right? No, the uh, most memorable. memorable story. The best, So it doesn't have to be a positive okay. experience. Right. I think either way, I would go with 20,000 Leagues. I, I just think that there's, I just think that there's, more of a story there. Well, okay, that's that's unfair. No, that's, that's true. Unfair. That's like, like, it's like a four-hour cut. It's it's the Snyder cut of super of uh, I own it, movies. but I've never watched it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the time. It's four hours long. Well, I wait. You only get once you finish the last four episodes of Frasier, then fire up Das Boot. I mean, it's a really it's a nice evening right there. Ray, I would like to suggest because we have K nineteen Widowmaker already, which is War War War. Ooh, that maybe true. it'll be more interesting to have it. To have a big squid instead of another war war. I'm sure there's more war coming down the pike, but while we have the chance, maybe let's throw a squiddy in there. What do you think? I agree. 20,000. Here, right. here. 20,000. Final answer. Right, that's leagues moves on. Okay. Uh, next one. This is <laughs> I, this is just fun when you can put up a, things like this. So we've got um, the uh, Immortal subclassic. I was worried that if I had said best one, this would probably be the the you know Chicago Bulls in the nineties of oh. the of the competition. So that's why I changed the category to be and it's the Hunt for Red October. What I've seen facing Golden off hard. against one of my favorite submarine movies, oh. Down Periscope. <gasps> <laughs> I hate you for pairing these two together. Oh, 
I hate you for pairing these two together because as soon as you said this was all about submarine movies, I'm like, Uh I know damn well down periscope is going to be here and you You know know I'm going to upvote it just to get it as high as it can go. And then you pair it with Red October. Oh, yeah. I hate you. If if he was telling the story of Hunt for Red October in the middle of his story, would he have to completely switch languages? (laughs) <laughs> like Sean Connery does, because that would make it that would make it a not as good of a story. Uh, I've never seen Down Periscope. I can't imagine it's for me. Is it wacky? It's wacky. Yeah, I don't usually those don't tread as well for me. But I, I'd say I, I won't say that. Like, this I see Ray's about turn to have some sort of existential crisis. <laughs> I won't say this will turn you around, Tommy. Yes. But I can tell you, it is really good sub mechanics. Like in terms of like, it, like it's the the crew is wacky and they're they're doing their silly bits and stuff too. But like the actual what they do to do this, the, the idea is that the premise is Russians have a really old sub, you know, fleet essentially. Okay. Like you know, it's always Russian. Like and so they're they're so they decided to do this war game where what if a Russian like an old like from the from the World War Two era yeah. sub like what if they armed it with a real nuke. Could they get past our defenses? So they get this ragtag group of losers, you know, like the, basically to to set them up so they'll fail. Oh, you know, on the sub to go up against like the oh. the fleet or whatever, right. and so they have to they have to use every dirty trick they can possibly think of. So it's like the bad news bears these. underwater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's but, fine. But like I said, but so it's it's they do it, it, they do so, but like the actual like sub mechanics are sort of action-y parts, even though they're funny, are like legitimately good. Like he has some really good tactics he uses to huh. to try and get past them. So like I said, there is a lot of like 90s characters where they're just like they found every weird looking actor and just threw yeah. him in there and just like, oh you have four lines. You're like Patton Oswald has isn't it? And has like two lines. Patton Oswald? So, like, yes. He literally huh. I think he literally I think he and actually he tells the story about it too. I think he Got another gig, and so they like cut him out. So he he basically like delivered hand delivers a message and says this this just came in, sir, and that's it. That's and the only time he's out. The okay. Yeah, they they cut him out for the, rest of the movie. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 full of like a, of you know those wacky nineties. This is the biggest decision that I think I'm seeing in real time that Ray has had to make in his entire life. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you. So, I made up my no, mind. So oh, really? Really? what is it? Okay, make I'm your case. D- I'm saying down Periscope. <laughs> wow. Make your case. That's not a case. That's a <laughs> phrase. I am saying down Periscope because it needs some recognition. <laughs> That's my only reasoning. And on for Red October has been the granddaddy for a long time. I'm fine with that. Oh, look at that. Let's Hunt for go. October first round knockout. Wow. That's weird. I never thought that Everybody would happen. Everybody listening That's hates us. So, wait, yeah, wait what know. if I had said Hunt for Red October? What, do you break it, Kyle? Yeah, probably, yeah. Oh, I guess I would have let's to break do that. the tie. I'm going to say Hunt for Red October. <laughs> so, because you don't want to be the guy that Correct. didn't have much right to Oh, and well, so, in that case, I have to say down periscope fair enough oh <laughs> the blood is not on my hands that's fine that's right i saw the way i saw the way the waves were going <laughs> say that. You're, so you're pontius pilot in other words exactly. you're washing yeah. your hands of this oh, whole affair timely timely yeah. i'm playing uh, the fiddle well good for this new. good for the yeah. season okay uh, <laughs> all right so our, our our last first round matchup is uh the abyss oh that's Cameron's gonna be tough epic to beat. underwater one versus below 
Oh, I bet. Such a my soft favorites. spot for Below. So do I. I haven't seen Below. Oh, it's such a great one. Great. David Tui, the guy who directed Pitch Black. It's a horror movie set in a submarine. What's the, I've talked about it on the show numerous times before. Oh, like, you have? Oh, of course oh, he's going to okay. put say Below again. Zach Galifianakis is weird. Zach Galifianakis. And, and, who's, and the main actor roles. that was in like 13 Days and everything. Yep. What's, he, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Davison, I think. Bruce, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Bruce oh. Is that or my or no? I'm fine. Bruce Davison played JFK in. Oh, then yes, days. it's Bruce Davidson. Yes. Yeah. If he was uh, 13 days, um, that's Better World War Two. But I mean, as far as one, oh, Bruce Greenwood, Bruce Greenwood. I was, okay, good. I, was, I feel better. I was close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would Aaron, like to even Darren Aronofsky did a rewrite of that movie. Uh, Ray, uh, would you like me to make a case and you can decide what you think about it? <sighs> Yeah, I I mean I I know the abyss. So do we I mean, do we need to specify abyss versus abyss director's cut? It's very different movies. I still enjoy both. I kind of like dig. <laughs> they, even they though events are pretty much the same, even it, though they don't get expanded. It gets so. so cheesy and preachy at the end. But I remember oh, yes. the, the first version when it ended and like, hello, Mrs. Thing, hello, Mister Thing. Yeah. I was like. What? <laughs> like yeah. that can't be the end. <laughs> and credits. Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean credits?" Oh. I remember trying running up to the screen and trying to push the credits back down <laughs> because I was so angry. I was like, "We need more things." Um, I one of Michael think, Bean's best roles. Yeah, too. Uh, one is a creaking boat and you chasing sounds around that don't show up a lot. One mm-hmm. has the equivalent of alien intelligence. <laughs> I would True. think that the abyss would be a little. Oh, but would people believe you? Mm. No, people wouldn't believe you that you're being haunted in a boat. Never mind. <laughs> I vote for the abyss. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. The abyss. The abyss, is, the abyss feels like that's going to be the one to beat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I suppose for this. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you haven't heard of Down Periscope. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be facing off soon. But yeah. first, we've got uh, we've got uh, some math to do because it's K nineteen versus twenty thousand leagues. I got to. That's our next matchup. What do you think, Ray? It's tough because I want to say K nineteen, but twenty thousand leagues is kind of iconic. It's 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 got like a real life of its own. James Mason. That is true. And if we're talking about memorable, meaning you're going to be telling this story, not as many people are going to want you to go to their dinner party and be like, and then Frank's face <laughs> melted off. And then Sergey's <laughs> hand became his leg. Like, that's a good point. Whereas instead you can be like, speaking of seafood, there was a huge squid. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with, I'm fine with 20,000 20, yeah. 20, leagues. I like that thinking. You concur, Ray? Yeah. Okay. All right, 20,000 Leagues moves into the finals. Uh, so on the other side, we have the, <laughs> the the matchup no one ever thought would happen, which is Down Periscope versus The Abyss. <laughs> well, Down you know. Periscope. Oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. Serious. I'm serious. And the, uh, let me tell you why. I'm using your own argument because against you. Because you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Do your do your. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Case. No. Okay. I just uh, I think that uh, a zany ragtag team of imbeciles on a submarine led by Kelsey Grammer is a much more memorable vacation story than say uh, you know some 2001 wannabe. Ooh. Well, if you tell it like that, you could also say there are gods under the sea, and I talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> and a crazy guy, the guy from Alien, <laughs> grew a weird mustache, went insane, and then he imploded. <laughs> yes, yes, now let's see the dessert cart. I'm going for the abyss. 
I'm I'm sticking hard with fair enough per, down Periscope. Wow. Kyle, Kyle, okay. Well, it. I this is this is the problem with with seeing the whole map is that I'm trying to think what's going to go up against twenty thousand leagues to provide the most entertainment. And I have to say, I think the abyss is is a good thing. So I'm going to say the abyss. Oh, thank God. Okay, <laughs> I love Down Periscope, and I hope more people will watch it and then go, "What were you talking about?" That the movie? best, the best part is Ray edits these episodes, so I yeah. know that Down Periscope is going to win. <laughs> I, we'll listen back, and we'll be like, "What?" And it'll be he'll like do it, so we'll be like, "I think Down Periscope is the best, the yeah. best, the best, the I'll best." Be like, like you'll like string forward all of these words that I just said. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like that's right, folks. The winner is Down Periscope. <laughs> As much as I would love to do that, I do not edit these. Oh, who oh. Does? Pete or Andy, I'm not sure. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Pete. I'll be your editor today. I thought I'd take just a minute to remind you all that Down Periscope currently has a 12% at RottenTomatoes.com, and this review from Letterboxd.com I think sums it up best. From Branson Reese. Decades are too long to really fit their stereotypes completely. The 80s weren't just Max Headroom doing a Rubik's Cube in shoulder pads for 10 years. The 90s weren't just a guy in a flannel shirt saying whatever. They were also the decade that featured a major summer movie where Frazier worked on a submarine and had a tattoo on his dick. We forget that to our own peril. Thanks, everybody. Back to the show. Okay, so then our final, final face-off is The Abyss versus 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Ray, I would like to submit the idea that we have both only seen one of those movies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and, um, but honestly, I'm a real Abyss head. Like, I love, mm-hmm, I deeply yeah. love that movie. Me that too. was the first movie that I was like... I learned that James Cameron has a drowning fetish, like all of his movies at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Michael Bay had a crush on an explosion that uh, like everyone has like little things that they took away. So, no, I think The Abyss is such so a such Stay a tuned for movie. Avatar 2. Oh, oh, that's right. More deeper. Oh, it's going to be so drowny. Um, I vote for The Abyss, but I would like to hear your thoughts, Ray. I actually am thinking... The same thing. I think I'm going to go with the abyss. And the reason is when you, you come right down to it, if I was living 20,000 leagues under the sea, at least the film version, I don't know that I would really want to relive it. <laughs> oh, so they'd be like, tell us the story, Uncle Ray. And you'd be like, shut up, glug, glug, glug. And, <laughs> and when I say I wouldn't want to relive it, I mean, because it's it just grates on your nerves after a while. Got it. All right. That seemed I think, okay. I think that was an answer and a cry for help. But I know. Okay. I think Ray's going through some stuff right now. <laughs> that was really <laughs> cathartic and uncomfortable, but I, I think the abyss wins. And that's Saturday matinee, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that with uh, with two votes, then the abyss is our winner. That's right. The other <laughs> name for Saturday matinee was originally cheap therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture therapy. Yeah, I'm cured. All right, Hooray, so there's the abyss. Our, I'm there's happy our bracket with that. for our live streamer. Thank you, wonderful bracket as always, that Kyle. Was fun. I love it. I am lucky that I was afraid that Crimson Tide was going to show up because I love Crimson Tide. And if, if Crimson, if, Tide, if Crimson Tide, Tide was go, on the list, but that just it made that like didn't. If I had done another thing no. in brackets, but the problem is I can't. If I did ten, I have to do twelve. 
totally. like then it becomes. And this... at some point, it's just war against war against war. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was yeah. Crimson Tide against the Abyss, you would just see Ooh. me like shrink, like my ball, <laughs> my bouncing ball would pop, and I'd just be yeah, found. Yeah, Crimson Tide was a good one. Yeah. All right, all right. So that was our that was our, our game. So let's get into the list game. So our listeners have challenged us to come up with movie titles that are complete sentences. <laughs> I had trouble with this one because how do you define a sentence? I know I have that too because a lot of times if you add an exclamation point, almost anything can be a full sentence, right? <laughs> yeah. I had a whole first version and then I threw them all out because I was like, I'll try a little bit harder, but we'll see. I'm not sure if I fully got it because this is I coming a, off of, a bunch of I shot Andy Warhol, correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. So I, I found a bunch from old movies that I had never seen before that that were interesting, uh, that had really fun titles, but I had never seen any of them. So I was sort of like, eh, I, that just seems like cherry picking. Sure. So, but but you guys might have chosen them, so I'm not going to say what they are until the very end. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, you had the first trailer, so you have the first one. So tell us what your first complete sentence is. My first complete sentence is, my name is Julia Ross. It's a film what? noir from 1945. Oh. Um, so it's it's actually this. I caught this as part of a film noir series on the Criterion channel and instantly fell in love with it. It's only 64 minutes long, and it's about this girl named Julia Ross, if you oh, didn't know spoilers. from the title, yeah. <laughs> um, who she's this woman who's looking for a job. She's desperate for work and she happens to find this woman who's willing to hire her as a personal live-in secretary to a wealthy widow and julia's like oh my gosh this is such a dream come true i can't believe it and the next time she's she wakes up she's being held captive in that house and she's being Gas, gas lit, and all kinds of crazy oh. stuff is going down. So, cool. Don't go to that employment agency, folks. Yeah, right. What was it called? One more time. My name is Julia Ross, and actually, Ross. Um, you might be more familiar with a remake that came out in 1987 called Dead of Winter with oh. Mary Steenburgen and um, Roddy McDowell. Okay. Uh, next one is for me. Uh, this was a a well a vast shift in tone from uh, from Ray's one. Uh, this was a movie that came and went so fast. I didn't even I barely remembered it existed. And then in a documentary I watched, they made a big deal about it and how difficult it was making it. Uh, so the documentary was the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, and the oh. movie is called What Planet Are You From? That's right. <laughs> Directed by Mike Nichols. Yep. And apparently it was a nightmare of a shoot. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. finished Gary. The Gary Shandling documentary is amazing, but it's also it 19 really hours good. long. So yes. I haven't finished it. Yes. I'm hovering somewhere in the opening credits. No, I like how yeah, it's, like it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like two Zack Snyder's Justice right. League. <laughs> It's yeah. worth it though. It, uh, I, I can tell you, it, it doesn't have a happy ending. Really? Oh, yeah. The, the documentary. <laughs> I thought you meant the where. where yeah. <laughs> and then he lived forever. Damn it! Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently uh, Gary was extremely neurotic on it, and Mike oh. Nichols is not someone who can really deal with neurotic people very often. Sure. So every day was like, oh, but what am I doing? What am I saying? And it was, yeah, it just turned into a, a huge thing. Okay. Hmm. That was mine. So, Tommy, what's your first movie title that is a complete sentence? Mine is a movie starring 
Kate Blanchett and other people. <laughs> They're all going away. <laughs> you and have the, me at and, Kate Blanchett. And the Flash from the Snyder Cut. And mm. if you're ever like, should we have kids? Um, you can watch one of my favorite movies. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> uh, that's a fun way to say that phrase. But it was, no, it's we need to talk about Kevin based on a best-selling book about what if your child is a sociopath. Mm. Spoiler alert. He's great. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. The end. This was a weird choice i think of topics by the way can we just say that uh, yeah. meaning like there, there's not as like some of them are like a little more game or some mm -hmm. of them are a little more we're just sort of saying sentences yeah <laughs> all right yeah. i like that we're doing our best to enliven it right but I, what i'm <laughs> saying is hey last week sat matters don't really care for it yeah <laughs> <Be> better. <laughs> yeah I, I thought the same thing because i looked at some of these and i was like well that's a funny title but I yeah. don't really have a lot to say about that. Well, the other ones so, were like double crosses and something yeah. else was like crazy deaths. And they picked yeah. sentence titles. Come yeah. on, everybody. I think Mandy was the one that really wanted this. I'm sure it is. I call but Mandy's we love nickname our is word nerds in our audience. We do. All right. Fair Apparently. enough. I'm just grumpy. <laughs> Anyways, we need to talk about Kevin. So put that on the list. Go ahead. Back the top. So, Ray, yeah. what, what's your next one? My next one is just two words. Oh, oh this is going to be hard. I confess. Oh, nice. Alfred, it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie from 1953 starring Montgomery Clift and Ann Baxter and Carl Malden. And what happens is uh, Montgomery Clift plays a Catholic priest and he has these two German immigrants that work for the church as you know caretaker. And he takes confession from one of them who admits to committing a crime while wearing a priest's robes as, for uh disguise and then the next day the cops show up and think montgomery clift is the one that did it he knows who really did it but he can't say anything because man. it was told to him in confession so cool good movie Getch. i cool. confess is it, I, is confess. it I confess exclamation point or is it just i confess just I confess. <laughs> Is it what? Me confess? Is there a comma? <laughs> I confess? Nope. No punctuation whatsoever. It, confess? All right. <laughs> Is it we need to talk about my confession? Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my next one is uh, from the wild and wacky 90s. I, it's it's amazing that some of these movies actually got made. And it, just looking at them now just boggles my mind. So from the writers of Bill and Ted, oh. uh, the so I'm going to do some of the cast list. So we have Eric Idle. We have Wallace Shawn. We have John Lovitz. We have... Kathy Ireland and above the title, like their, their names are above the title, are the stars of this. Terry Gar and Jeffrey Jones in Mom and Dad Save the World. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Back at the time that Jeffrey Jones, hot off of Beetlejuice, I guess, can yeah. get the titles out there. Yeah, I guess so. And who's afraid of Harry Crumb? Or no, Ferris, who, we should probably say Ferris Bueller, who, right? Who's Harry? Who's afraid? Wow. Of, we need to talk about Harry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good pick, though. Good pick. Very yeah, good pick. It's a weird, weird movie. I'm enjoying right now for my second pick mm-hmm. how I wrote it down. I keep everything on a yellow sticky because I'm a oh. real lo-fi guy. Okay. This is how I wrote it down, and I wasn't doing this to be cute. This is just what I thought. This is it's, it's, Don't tell anyone. I killed the babysitter. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> It's it's wait don't, isn't it don't tell mom the babysitter's dead that is yeah. correct yes. don't tell anyone I killed the babysitter <laughs> and, the, and the thing is that's so many more words that at no. no point did my brain go yeah your hand is hurting because you're doing it wrong <laughs> please stop please stop writing just stop it yeah don't tell mom the babysitter's dead I believe um, yours is the is the horror remake they're doing for Shutter are you being serious <laughs> no oh, oh you mean my version like that. don't tell anyone I killed the babysitter yeah. 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 I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because that does sound like something that Shudder would make. Doesn't like it? an updated Don't right? Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah. yeah. Was that Christina Applegate? It was. Okay. Oh, I think off of her success on Married with Children. They right. Who was her... she in that? Like one of the kids? The Yeah, she was the, the lead. She was the, the oldest of the kids. But wasn't the lead the woman from um, uh, Karate Kid? Not Karate Kid. Um, yeah, Karate Kid. No, not Karate Kid. Hold on. Am I caught in a loop? There's caught in a loop. It's she it was the one that's in Are you thinking with Elizabeth Shoe? Yeah. I thought no, it was that, Elizabeth no, Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe is from Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> I am so I'm caught in my own slipstream. That is insane. Which was mentioned by Ray in his challenge when he was hosting that you were on. So maybe that's that's been that must be because I've never seen. Now I'm realizing I've never seen. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. I was I've been talking about Adventures of Babysitting, (laughs) but luckily I picked the one that's a sentence. So hey, oh I am all over the place, man. Why do I always think of like oh it's time for Satmat? Quick, absent. Like, why do I ever think that that's <laughs> my pre-matinee absinthe? All right. Good. Okay. Well, All right. So I think we're back to the top of the stack, right? All right. So, Ray, give us your, your third and final complete sentence, please. Well, Tommy. It'll be a movie that I've heard of. Tommy, if you think that a post-it note is bad, the name of my next movie is Buy One, Get One Free Quarter Pounder with Cheese. Oh, my list is on the back of this McDonald's receipt. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so my third pick, I, I have literally like two dozen movies here. That really? I- wow. So, yep. but uh, I guess I'm going to go with one of my uh it's a movie that's in my top 20 on flick chart. And it's a movie that I discovered because of the next reel. And the movie that I'm talking about Wait, is... can you make it a game? Can you give us clues? <laughs> or are we running long? Should I not do that? Never mind, just say it. It's fine, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just desperate to not have this just be us telling each other sentences. <laughs> but it's going very well. I shouldn't say that. Go ahead. Ray, you're doing great. What is it? It is It Happened One Night. Oh, oh I love that movie. And I'm not so known sweet. for liking old movies very much. But that movie, yeah, I saw that in college. And it still is... It blows me away. That That's the movie that gives me the feelings that I think like a lot of people have from Miracle on 34th Street oh. or certain other movies where it's like, oh, I get it, but I just don't feel that way. But right. it happened one night is so great. Isn't that the movie where um, something plummeted because of how he was dressed? 
like undershirts plummeted or something. It was a little bit slightly <laughs> like old timey scandalous because they have to share that room in that scene. And they have like the bed sheets. sales of undershirts, sales of undershirts because he wasn't because, wearing an undershirt. Right. And everyone was like, oh, my gosh. And like it destroyed the undershirt economy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he tells the story about that in the episode. It's oh, fascinating. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. But uh, but yeah, that's such a great movie. Uh Gable and Colbert have just such a great chemistry together. Great choice. It happened one night. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't even thought of that. Yeah. Very good. sweet. Yeah. Very nice. My next one is not sweet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is, I, I find it interesting that I just found the synopsis from IMDb. And I like it because it takes you on a little journey because uh, you start out and you're thinking like, Oh, okay. I think, and then suddenly in the second half of the sentence, it goes in a whole different direction. Uh, so it goes like this. An Israeli army counter terrorist commando fakes his own death in order to pursue his dream of becoming a hairstylist in New York city. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you don't mess with the Zohan from right. 2008. I've never seen it. How is that? It's, it's fun. An, it, I, I really like Adam Sandler in character work. Like, yeah. he's he's done so many of just like, uh, it's just me. I'm just going to wear a different shirt. Now I'm a different guy. Like Happy Gilmore is the one that I like of right, those. Like, he's just sort of playing an everyday right, kind of guy. Even like yeah. Waterboy. Like, I mean, I think when he actually like does a character, I think they're, they're really fun. But it, it's right. like, maybe that's too much work. And like, right. I think he, he basically makes movies sure. now to go on vacation with his friends. Yep. Uh, it's a guy uh, with his wife and uh, they're in Hawaii. <laughs> can i have Don't my check now mr netflix hand. yeah that's funny Good yeah. the only thing i remember about that movie is him constantly getting with his friend's mom yes there's a, there's a whole subplot of him uh having sex with the 50 you know 50 years and older women in new york because <laughs> he's their hairstylist yes. or yes got it okay well, my very last one is something that I would like to wish you, Kyle, and cool. you, Ray, and why all of our listeners, whether you're a Satmat fan, whether you're a hater, whether you like films, whether you don't, whether you're bearded, whether you're clean face, I could just go on and on. But instead, I will sum it up and just say, everyone, good night and good luck. Oh, well done. Thank you. That's a classic movie. Like that George one. Clooney and a bunch of black and white people doing stuff yep. in the news. Okay, yes. go, go Kyle. Right. A, lot of, a lot of smoking. A lot of smoking. Right. A lot of smoking and, and murrowing all over the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> murrowing. I didn't know that Ed, was a Edward are murrowing all yeah. over each other. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, Ray, you sound like you had a bunch of alternates. Oh, a ton, man. Uh, Got any highlights? Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Huh? Uh, some like it hot. Oh, yeah. Shoot the piano player who, who's afraid of Virginia <laughs> Woolf. Right, yeah. Now you're starting to make things up. <laughs> Charlie makes a sandwich. Yeah, I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking so, more now that you're going on your list. So yeah. what would you have, Tommy? Uh, Ingrid goes west, drag huh? me to hell, and now you see me. Oh, okay. Where my backups. I like okay. dragging me to hell. And originally I had like the curious case of Benjamin Button, the assassination right. of Jesse James. But, but I was like, are these really sentences yeah. or are these titles? Like I was just, yeah. So I uh, bad times at the El Royale. I was like, no mm -hmm. one will ever just say 
bad times in the El Royale. Like if it's a sentence, it <laughs> right. has to have like a verb or something. So that's well, why I threw like, those out. Earthquake yeah. ends in exclamation point. So is that a sentence? Like <laughs> that's true. If you, if you point and go earthquake, well, right? Do, no one points at an earthquake. Yeah. But yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <Over there>. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides, I found some fun stuff like uh, I married a monster from outer space and like that kind of stuff from yep. the, from the fifties. But the two Excellent. that had his backups were, uh, dude, where's my car? Mm, huh. Nice. It is a literal sentence with actual it is, punctuation. It is. Like a, a comma and a That's question mark smart. at the end. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, drop dead Fred, which seemed like a command. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you put it, if you add a little comma, drop dead yeah. Fred. Drop dead Fred. Yeah. Wally. Wally. Anything can be a sentence. Just a couple dots and you got a whole thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let, let's figure out what we're going to do for next week. So next week, uh, we're at number two in the Mary Heron series, American Psycho. Ooh. Love, so, love, There's love. a bunch of different options they have in here. Um, uh, the one at the very top, I think, is a really good one. I think I'm worried it's so good it might win. So I'm just going to leave that to the bottom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Murder in the Mind. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess does it happen? Does it not? I guess that sort of uh, you know uh, climbing the corporate ladder. Mm. Uh, we have unreliable narrators, which is a good one. I like that. Always Serial- a fan, but I feel like we've done that. Before. Yeah, I Something think so too. Unreliable narrators sounds very familiar. And the next one lists is serial killers too. I'm like, oh god, how about just like half of the action movies that are out there? Right. Uh, assuming someone's identity, that's a fun one. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, people living ridiculously rich lives. That could be fun. You know what? Because I'm because I'm angry that we got titles that are sentences. Uh-huh. Let's just I'm going to do the one next the next one. Let's just do kinky sex games okay. three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> On a family podcast, they have to choose kinky sex games. I also like just, I, we'll just change the wording a little bit, so it's like sex right. games that are kinky, kinky games involving sex. I like <laughs> sex um, assuming someone else's identity, and then adaptations from controversial books. I think is fun. That's hmm. true. There's yeah. two different options that because either of those are pretty fertile. Ray, what do you think? I think there's one missing from this list, and I'm quite disappointed. Ooh, do tell. I would say, no, I would say chasing hookers with sharp implements. (laughs) The Ray Delancey story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize I had my camera off. (laughs) (laughs) We can see your galleys on the internet. We know that you're you're finishing up your last chapter. Jimmy YouTube is going to shut us down. Underlying neighbors would have been my favorite, but I really think that they've done that before. So... The, the longest one I think I've ever seen on one of these, which is actors who would go on to playing superhero characters when they were still trying to become A-stars. All right. That's that. <laughs> no, that, that's, we're that's not it. doing that one. I'm, I'm um, eliminating that from competition. I vote for my two. Or are we each picking one? No, well, kind of. I mean, if you got strong sure, feelings about I would two. like to say adaptations from controversial books. I think that's okay. fertile ground. Ray. I will say assuming someone else's identity. Okay. I like it. Is it crazy if we don't do something? This this movie is so music heavy. That was actually just, that was I that's was the gonna, one that I know I you were skipping go, on purpose, right. but only if we like really made it specific. Yes, that's what I was trying to think because if we just did so what, like so much music it, that I have an idea. Uh, yeah, that you can totally not like, but really anachronistic music. 
The, oh. move, the, the scene in uh, American Psycho is to the tune of Huey Lewis in the news, there is an axe murder. Like, what if it's music oh. that purposefully is anachronistic, like really doesn't match, but to good reason? Yeah, well, anachronistic news like out of time, but that would... That, oh, then not I know that, what you're saying. I mean... I know, I'm um, trying to think of what the exact wording is, because I like love an, that idea. An ironic music choice, maybe? Okay, I like uh, ironic. We can do that. Ironic, ironic. or mismatch, mismatched music to good I'm effect. Gonna say ironic. I'm gonna say ironic. Needle drop. Okay, no, well, yeah. I don't I'm want it to be to like just Alanis a bad. Morissette. I don't want it to be bad music choice. I want it to be right. like when it becomes sort of it's become more and more hip to use yeah. songs and, against uh, their meaning. And just because I'm hosting, I'm saying right now to whoever is going to be on next week's show, Forrest Gump is off the table. You cannot <laughs> choose it. <laughs> right. Right. There's too many like way on the nose things they right. do in that movie. Like she's walking out the door, and then they're having the door sing. She's walking out the door. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not oh, mismatch. Zemeckis. That's that's on the Speed nose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we've got our three. So now uh, those those poor fools don't know what they're in for. <laughs> uh, so you're saying to yourself, uh, "Ahoy, sailors! I like the cut of your jib, but how can a humble land lover like me get involved?" <laughs> An excellent question. If you just navigate your browser over to nextreel.com slash membership and sign up for a mere one gold doubloon a month, you can become a one reeler and get access to our Discord server, and may the wind be ever at your back. But hold fast, you say. What say I want to do more and also get a little something for myself? Well, wealthy privateer, if you up your monthly donation, you can elevate to the two-reeler status, where you'll be able to watch live streams as we record, like this very show, plus get early access to new episodes of our shows and exclusive private podcast feed. Plus, we'll provide you with a treasure map to reach the super-secret member channels on Discord, like the booty Ooh. of all booties, the Show Talk channel. What be so important about this show talk channel? I'm so glad you asked, attentive listener. If you'd like to vote in next week's poll, the only place you can do so is on that show talk channel. Monthly schmonthly, you say. I've just sacked a Spanish galleon loaded down with spoil, and I wish to share my good fortune. Then good news, you can now give us an annual donation for any level. It's convenient, it's affordable, it's good for your thrice damned soul. And because enough is never enough, and you've patiently waited through this self-promotion, here be the true treasure. If you go to nextreel.com slash letterbox, you can upgrade your letterbox account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. But you scurvy scallywag, you say, I already have an upgraded letterboxed account. Oh well, you're God. in luck. This discount also works on renewals. Ah. Give a little, get a little. It's the only way 2021 is going to work for all of us. And that's our show. We've got another Saturday matinee in the bag. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, <laughs> indulging me in my piratey fantasies. I was hoping that you would include that old nautical chestnut monthly schmonthly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember first reading that in Treasure Island. <laughs> that Robert Louis Stevenson, man, he knew how That's to right. bend a phrase, didn't he? <laughs> that was wonderful. Thank you, Connor. That was great. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we stay subscribed. There's all sorts of great stuff on here. And plus, check out our all of our offers and all of our social media media things we're everywhere that you want us to be and some places you don't <laughs> we're behind you right now <laughs> thank you ray thank you tommy my pleasure thank you buddy chips ahoy enough said you know what i got the other day pete stephen king's latest want to borrow it do you know who you're talking to what do you mean andy when's the last time i read a paper book it's been decades i would much rather use kindle or better yet 
Audible. What am I thinking? I don't read paper books anymore either. I'm an audiobook guy all the way. For those of you looking to listen to the books behind the films we discussed on the Next Reels family of podcasts, get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at thenextreel.com slash audible. There are so many great adaptations from these podcasts available in audio form. Stephen JJ talked about a lot of great ones like Odd Thomas. Isn't that series a favorite of yours? Ah, I love me some Dean Koontz. They also covered The Two Faces of January based on Patricia Highsmith's novel. I bet the book is far better than that movie. Oof. How about the Futurological Congress by Stanislaw Lem? That was the source for that quirky Robin Wright movie, The Congress. Crazy book. Definitely worth checking out. They also covered Lean on Pete, Leave No Trace, Aniara, Papillon, The Goldfinch, The Yellow Birds, and If Beale Street Could Talk. So many great adaptations covered in so many great conversations, not just on Trailer Rewind, but all of the Next Reels family of podcasts. And you can get all of these as audiobooks on Audible, along with thousands of other great reads. Producing these podcasts is a lot of fun, but takes a lot of time. So, we're directly appealing to you, our dear listener. Please consider an Audible subscription to help support the Next Reels family of podcasts. I've been using Audible along with my family for decades now. I love it, and I've read hundreds of books through it. Couldn't be more pleased with their service, and I know you'll love it too. Head to thenextreel.com slash audible and get your free trial. It really helps us out. And you have a world of over 200,000 audiobooks open to you. So much great material available. Dive in with a free trial and get your first free audiobook at thenextreel.com slash audible. Start listening to amazing audiobooks of your favorite movie source material with your first free audiobook today. That's thenextreel.com slash audible. Audible. 